the Happy Hour Podcast with your host, Joel Fleischman. Hey, welcome to the Joel Fleischman Happy Hour Podcast, episode number 55. Welcome, guys. Beer is sponsored by Central Waters in Amherst. You're welcome to have one if you want. I always have one for every episode. So thanks to the guys in Amherst. Today I'm drinking True Drive. It's a light pilsner. I've had this before. What do you got there? A little crew drive as well. I'm driving. I'm drinking a Rift. What do you think? Well, we'll try it. It's good. Very good. Drinkable, right? Yeah. To me, this is a little bit more than a Coors Light. It's got a little flavor, but I could probably have 20 of them. Yeah. I'm not going to get too. a gut ache. Got a twist of uh, uh, Corona with a lime a little bit. Yeah. Taste. This one does. It's got a little citrusy yeah. to it. Yeah. And what's that one called? I missed it. Pint, um, Rift. Rift. That might be in the store. Yeah, so it's not that bad. It's not that. Bad. I like it. No, I like it. Oh, It'd be a cool. good summer one. All right. So who do we have on today? Legends in Fond du Lac, right, Marcus? We do. You don't know. Legends. Yeah, truly, truly. So we have the Shannon family here today. We have Mike and Michael. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Junior glad, and senior. Glad to be here. You're called junior, but you're not called senior. <laughs> uh, some people call me senior. Yeah. I've junior been called a lot of things as yeah. a car dealer all these years. There you yeah. go. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you. So Good to be here. I'm going to let you give your own bio. So, I guess we'll start with the elder. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, I've been in the car business my whole life. I uh, started at uh, the age of 20. Uh, I graduated from Rain Park with a marketing degree and uh, thought I'd take a time off and get a job before I went and finished uh, my schooling and uh, uh, never did that. I, I enjoyed the car business and liked it and uh, sold cars for about uh, seven or eight years. Always in Fond du Lac? Always in Fond du Lac. I started at Holiday Olds at 290 North Main Street, and uh, uh, you know, I was uh, I liked it, I enjoyed it. I thought I honestly thought it was the best gig in the world. I I got paid for selling something I didn't own, and uh, you know, somebody else paid for the advertising, somebody else paid for all the service technicians, and you know, all I had to do was sell myself. Looking back, we'll get it further, but. I feel like I was born, like you're born into, like it's a passion, yeah. right? Like yeah. I feel like I'm a salesman, like I was born into yeah. sales. I look back, I was a street hustler when I was six, you know, yeah. negotiating dessert before before lunch, right? Yeah, I, right? I always had a gift to gab like my dad. Do you feel you had, you were born into that or is that something? You know, I think I, I probably had a little bit more of a reserved personality than that, um, but I liked I liked cars. Okay, so I that did, was the original passion was cars yeah, more yeah, than the sales. Yeah, side. My dad was in the service station business. Okay. And uh, and that type of thing, but um, uh, with a marketing degree, I, w- I was going to sell something, right? Uh, life insurance. I did take a job initially with uh, Northwestern Mutual, and just before I started with Northwestern Mutual, this job came uh, opening came up at Holiday Olds, and I just thought. You know what? I, I I I'd rather sell something tangible than intangible. I think I'd be better at it. So, so that's what I did. It's easier. And, uh, yeah, they actually want the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, intangible is always very. And I uh, uh, this August I'll celebrate my fiftieth year uh, doing that. Congratulations. So, so when I started, I thought, uh, and times have changed from now to from then till now. But um, when I started, I thought I'm probably going to do this the rest of my life when I got my job there. And Turned out I did. <laughs> yeah, in some way. So it's it's uh, it's it's worked. And anyway, worked worked my way up into some sales manager jobs, and then um, um, had an opportunity at 29 years old to buy 25 percent of the company uh, with two partners. So three of us bought 25 percent of the company, and uh, we got a break. We had a, a banker that believed in us, um, local banker that's still there, uh, Peter Stone, and Hi, Peter, uh, National Exchange. That's Bank. right, yeah. and. Uh, 
Uh, and he had owned the bank at that time already, or was no, he a banker? No, he was the commercial um, VP uh, of lending. You guys were friends at that time? No, no, we didn't even bank there. Okay. Uh, we banked at First Wisconsin. We went to First Wisconsin. We needed we needed to borrow 650000 which in uh, 1979, that was a lot of, oh, lot of money. Millions and millions now, yeah? Yeah, so... Big, big deal. So um, we went in there, and uh, we went to First Wisconsin because that's where the company banked. That would be the, a natural rate. Yeah. And sat down with those guys for about an hour and a half, and they turned us down. So a little bit rejected. We got back in the car, and, you know, I, I had... I knew Pete a little bit, not not well, uh, and you know I said you know I, you know Pete Stone's taken a flyer on some deals, you know, uh, but can't hurt to talk to him. But had we not put the deal together with Pete, we probably would have never done it. I mean, you, 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 when you get turned down, I think down. a lot of people that don't own a business don't understand uh, the relationship you need to have with the bank. Yeah, and how important that is, and yeah. also how no matter how good your idea is. Somebody's got to, you know, you still got to answer to a boss, right? Right, right, right. Or how powerful you are as an owner. You still have the bank. You still have the government. You still have your lawyers. So we uh, we bought the company from a oh, felon, felon named Bill Gores, and uh, uh, we uh, uh, were walking out of Pete's office, and Pete said, "Go tell Gores, we'll do the deal. We'll we'll do the deal for you guys." You had a verbal on the spot. Yeah, verbal on the spot. I don't think that happened. No one half today. And and <laughs> and the and the and the best part of it is the three of us together had $30,000 to put down, and that's cashing in life insurance. I sold my wife's car. We did everything we could. 5%, not much. Not much. That wouldn't happen today. It just wouldn't. It, right. it, it wouldn't, but unfortunately. But anyway, so we uh, we get in the car, and we go back to work, and I'm, I, I park my, my, my demo, and I'm walking in the showroom, and I get paged from our office girl that I had a phone call. I walk in the showroom, little little bitty showroom on Main, Main Street, and... Uh, she said, Mike, you got a call. I said, who is it? And she said, Peter Stone. I thought, oh, man, you know. He rethought it. <laughs> yeah, he's got buyer's remorse or yeah. lender's remorse yeah. or whatever you call it. And my heart just sunk, you know. And I pick up the phone, and he, he goes, Shannon, he said, do you know that I'm the only guy in the world that would give you that kind of money? And I thought, I, I do know that. <laughs> you know, We didn't tell him we got turned down at first yeah. Wisconsin. And uh, I said, I do know that. And he said, uh, do you know why I did it? And, and, and I said, why? He said, because you'll pay it back. Boom, he hung the phone up. That was it. I believe in you. Yeah, and we've been good friends ever since. I've been on his board since I was 35 years old. Wow. Uh, so it's, you know, it created a, a relationship. But, you know, uh, it, it's a little bit more difficult today to, to buy a business. You know, you gotta have more, more money down. You gotta have, the, the numbers are bigger and everything's bigger, but, um, but at the time, those numbers were big. Yeah, very big. Time. Remember the interest rate? Oh, the interest rate was, um, you know, 10, 11 percent. Yeah. But then, it, but then, right after we bought the darn thing, uh, interest rates started climbing. Yeah. Really, really high. We got into that recession in '81, which was worse than any of the recessions I've been through in my career. That was a bad one. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we survived and. Uh, and it's been good. It's uh, I, yeah. I, if, my dad started in '85, started yeah. with a 21 percent interest yeah. loan. So I always say he started the company on a credit card. Yeah, crazy. Right. Right. I mean, who would do that? Who would be that dumb? Except yeah. my dad. Yeah, apparently. Sorry, dad. So anyway, that uh, I've been doing it ever since, and I, I still uh, enjoy selling cars. So I, we'll take it, we'll take it to the next step. Yeah. So uh, the time toss that probably happens right. occasionally. Here we go, and we're doing that right now. So <laughs> yeah, I I promise I won't go that long. I'm about 30 years okay. younger. Yeah, that's right. So I don't have as much history yet. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
yeah, so I'm Michael Shannon Jr. and I am the uh, current president and COO at Holiday. And um, I came up through the uh, wash rack, so washing cars, cutting grass, uh, worked in you know many of our divisions that we have, and uh, really got going in sales and then management, sales management, used car management. And uh, what, what years are these? Okay, so uh, so I went to St. Norbert College, graduated there in 2004. So when we were doing the wash rack, you're talking? So wash rack was like high school years, right? right? Those, are hyd those are hydro techs today. <laughs> and we, yeah, they're yeah. not car washers, they're hydro yeah. techs. And what were you getting paid? We can even compare that. Probably. Yeah, it was minimum wage. Six it bucks, wasn't five much, bucks, five, yeah. six bucks. Now hydro techs are probably 15. Yeah, right. That's yeah. The, yeah. The new minimum wage. Hydro techs, that's a great term. But, so yeah. that's the only job you've ever had? No, so I, also, I worked at a golf course a little bit throughout college, uh, pro shop, bartending, stuff like okay. that. A little bit of security uh, in college as well. Yeah. But uh, primarily just really working around holiday. And mm -hmm. uh, But I did several years on the floor selling cars, and uh, that's a great job. I mean, it's fun. It's, uh, it's a lot of hours, getting better. But uh, Former bartenders make good car salesmen. Absolutely. We, we actually hire a lot of female bartenders yeah. or even waitresses that they're, that I've always qualified them that way because if you can handle that pressure, yeah. you can deal with a builder or you can deal with a tough client. Cause right. I've even had a, you know, I believe all young people should work in the service industry, yeah. should know food service, right. should know the difficulties right. of that, should know a tough customer. You learn so much. Yeah. Between that and military, I think that's almost like a requirement. Like my yeah. daughter right now is a barista in this little local coffee shop. She's 15 and I'm yeah. so proud of her. She's going to learn so much. So that's, right. that's great. Yeah, and the great thing about a car dealership, especially working in sales, you learn a lot about financing, you learn about income, you learn about people, right? And, you know, people buy from people. And we still preach that all the time in holiday. People like you, you know, number one, you got to, people have to trust you. So you don't lie, tell the truth, always tell the truth, and talk to people. And, um, that's what we do and that's how you sell cars so when did you know you know my dad started it so I, I just love talking to family owners so when did you know you wanted to make this a career when did you know you wanted to join pops I always so I was you know like yourself I, I was kind of born into the company right but um, I hated it <laughs> still do I know right there's some days but we, all of us kids, I have three sisters, and we yeah. all had the option yeah. to come join the company. Um, at, our, at Holiday, you know, nothing is given. You have to earn it. If, uh, you know, of course, we have, we're family, so there are some perks. But um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed washing the cars. I knew I liked that. So you knew right away. Well, 12 years old, you're like, this is pretty cool. Not necessarily. So then I went to college, and then I met all these people. And it was like, that were wow, not from Fond du Lac not, and didn't care about cars. Right. <laughs> and so it was a whole new world and all yeah. these jobs. And all throughout college, I was a little bit on the fence as to what I was going to do next. You know, maybe sell insurance, maybe move to a bigger metro, right? You, there, it's a big world. But um, I, I had the chance after college to, to sell cars. I started at Holiday Budget Center. So I did two years on the sales floor at Budget. And uh, that was fun. I mean, that was... Uh, great experience and um yeah it was good so so do you know do you, do you have a light bulb moment when you knew you were going to come aboard or remember the conversation or do you remember it like when hey I, let's give us a ride i i got a call from uh, randy gill who was our he's actually a campbell sport guy he mm -hmm. didn't campbell sport right the gills yeah, yeah the yeah, gills yeah. he called me up and he had a couple salesmen and turnover 
and he called me up, I think it was like the last week of college. And he's like, hey, why don't you just try it out for the summer, see if it works. So you were still like right on the fence. I didn't have anything. What, what did you think? Well, I, I told him, I said, uh, you know, you're going to have to interview, you're going to have to do, yeah. do whatever. And, you know, Randy reached out to him, and I thought, um, you know, starting out at the budget center is a good place to start. You know, we, you know, you get, you're dealing with older cars, but you're also dealing with, uh, you know, uh, some of the customers have uh, uh, credit challenges and things like that. It's a good good place to start. So know. source of, was it, a, I've never even asked my dad that, source of pride, like, oh my gosh, this might actually happen. Uh, concerns, worry, or let's just see how it goes. Do you remember have those? Do you remember those you know, thoughts? I, I just thought that you know, if he if he's going to get in the business, he's got to learn how to sell cars. That, yeah. that's what we do. So you're yeah. like, this is the entry level. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah, that's right. sold a lot of cars. Right. It worked out really well. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, uh, my story a little bit, not in the podcast about you guys, but I feel like I need to tell it. Yeah, I went to school to be an English teacher. Uh-huh. I never wanted to deliver your camel sport. I wanted to move away, be an English teacher. I never wanted to work like as hard as my dad, so I wanted to have summers off. Right. Um, I love sports, so I wanted to coach basketball. So my pro career didn't turn out. It's a little too short, a little too slow. Yeah. A lot too short, a lot too slow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was probably my junior year, and I somewhere around that in college, and I have a business minor with an English degree, and uh, kind of said I don't think the grass is greener on the other side, you know. I didn't have that term then, but it's, you know, the grass is greener where you water it, right? Not, right, where, right. not on the other side. Right. So decided, hey, Dad, maybe we should do this. Uh, I remember having that heart-to-heart right at his desk, you know, and saying, Dad, would it be okay if I came back to work for you? And I could tell he, that was, that kind of hit him pretty good. Yeah. So, because I, I had never shown, I always had worked with him and sure. worked in the yards yeah. all the way through grade school and high school, but was pretty adamant that I wasn't, that he was crazy and I wasn't coming back. Okay. So. It's a little bit led us to our mission to supply happiness, and I've never been like you. Like I never, I'm not good at hanging my own shelves. I'm not crafty. I'm not a carpenter. I don't enjoy architecture, but I enjoy this industry and I enjoy people. Yeah. So I was able to, um, I guess, convince my brain to join the team when we have our mission to supply happiness. It really, that, that's why I get up so early in the morning. Yeah. So, anyways, having said that, let's talk a little bit. You know, I want to hit on a little bit of your Catholic faith. Um, I never know where this is going to go, but it seems like that's where that's going to go. So, a uh, little bit on your ring. What's your ring? Is that like you look like a bishop? That's maybe why I'm saying. Yeah, that. it's uh, show, uh, show the show the crowd the ring there. It, it, it's a Super Bowl champion. It's a Super Bowl go? ring, and uh, if uh, you looked at me, you'd say he must have been a kicker, you know. But um, it uh, it's actually an Oldsmobile Award ring. Um, I started out selling Oldsmobiles, and if you sold um, 120 new Oldsmobiles in a year, you got the ring. And then every year that you repeated that, they put a diamond in it. So um, I did it about uh, eight, seven or eight years. So I had seven or eight diamonds. And then once I became an owner, I didn't qualify for the program anymore, even yeah, though I was still selling those. Which makes sense, but I didn't yeah. qualify. So I went around for years with a half-filled ring. And then I think for yeah, I've been married uh, uh, 48 years, but I think for our 20th or 25th wedding anniversary, my wife took the ring and had the rest of it filled up for me. That's amazing. But so you've, you've worn that ring for a long time since I was in my since I was in my 20s. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a good story. And it's a it's, it's a, not a bishop ring. Though, now this apparently. is a this is yeah the Pope. Um, this yeah. is um, interesting. But the company is called Jocelyn's in Palatine, Illinois, that supplied the ring. They're an awards company. And uh, now, you know, we all know Oldsmobile's not even in business anymore, but the ring was guaranteed for life. 
So I have had this re ring replaced a couple of times. You know, it gets beat up and you they send... Don't, they don't put more diamonds in it. No, they don't do that. But they, <laughs> they refurbish it. But twice now over the years, they, they called me and said, you know what? It needs a lot of refurbishing. Um, we're going to send you a new ring. So Wow. So, and... and so they've lost money on this ring. Yeah, right? well, over there. Sure. <laughs> but you've got to be the only guy still wearing it. Probably. That's probably. amazing. I didn't. I had and no the, idea. The, the, do you do anything like the, if you brought? I don't think that's a thing in, in our current culture. Of, no, it's not. Uh, we have it. So we, we, we have it. We have an award yeah. ring for sales. Right. But it's not as hot a thing as it was in my. Era. I, mean. I, I remember. You know, vaguely remember that my dad worked for Jack Walters and Sons, and it was yeah. you know trips to trips to overseas or Spain yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, a watch or yeah. something, and, and my dad was really geeked up when he got that. People Life and insurance companies, insurance companies still do rings. If you see yeah. a you see a high producing uh, AmFam agent, okay. he's usually got a big blue ring on or something okay. like that. Okay. But it's uh, it's odd. The, the uh, most of the time that anybody notices it, it's like a a, a bellman at a hotel or. You know the sky cap at the airport, and hey, what is that? Yeah, he just like he just likes the blank. Yeah, right. He likes the jewelry. He doesn't yeah. want the story. It's probably you're right. right. The younger generation it probably it probably looked like a dinosaur wearing a ring this big. Look like a bishop. I thought you were yeah. a bishop. Right. That was like a Catholic. Well, it's unique too, like you said, with that Oldsmobile, you know, ring and not being around anymore. I mean, that kind of yeah. stands out different yeah. than everything else. So. Yeah, when I when I go toes up, these guys will sell it on eBay for probably big <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so. You're a little bit like me, uh, you guys are. You're a little bit outspoken with your faith. You're strong believers. You have a, a business. Um, how have you infused your, you know, it's not, and maybe in the 70s it was when you started, or earlier, you know, to speak about your faith at work. It really is looked down upon. I mean, yeah. it takes courage almost to do it, um, to the point that it might even hurt your sales, just by bringing the word God up. Yeah. So how have you brought... Faith, I mean, what is it? Two questions. What does faith at work mean to you? Right. And how have you? Um, what have you done with that? Um, one one thing. Um, I'm not afraid to. Uh, I'm I'm not. Um, you know, I have political affiliations. Obviously, we all do. Um, and I don't try and force that down anybody's throat. But uh, one thing that I do every election year, I put signs out in our yards at our dealerships. Let's say uh, vote for the unborn. Uh, I believe in that, and um, I've been challenged on that actually by a couple of employees. And I said, you know what? Um, as long as I'm here, we're going to put that sign out there because I believe in it. You know, and that that's unfortunately taken a uh, more of a right right side of the uh, equation uh, stance, right, um, or a Christian stance. But I believe in it. I believe in it whether I'm a Christian or whatever. Um, it's, I think it's the right thing. I don't think abortion is the right thing to be doing. Uh, so, so we do that. Um, we still um, give our employees off between 12 and 3 on Good Friday uh, so that they want to attend church services, they can. Um, it, uh, we do tell them they got to be back at 3 o'clock. You know, years ago, uh, some of the technicians would go to the tavern and not come back, you know. So Same. we got we, we, we got to make sure they get back. I used to have to open the, you know, I'd be twelve. I'd have to open the gates with my dad. Yeah. It would just be him and I for the last two hours. I have no idea to this day why he opened the last two we, hours. We, we used to close, but it's hard to do that with our size operation. So we just give them the yeah. uh, liberty Freedom. to go, right. and but we we don't lock everything up. But yeah. uh, you know things like that. You know, I, I periodically come across something like uh, I'll come across a. a, a 
something that Fulton Sheen said years ago or somebody like that. Um, and there's some good stuff out there. And I'll share that with the team. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to push my Catholic faith. It's just something in general that pertains to life, you know. Uh, so I, I do that. And, I, you know, I, I, I honestly, um, I don't go overboard on it, but if, if they don't like it, um, you know, they, they don't have to like it. I mean, right. but, but I'm still going to uh, do it I, without being crazy, you know. Junior, your thoughts on that? Yeah, the only other thing I would add to that was we do uh, at our GM store, which are that's our biggest store. We put a full manger set out at Christmas, and again, very little pushback on that. But um, but even that is bold these days, which seems like the smallest yeah. token of you know right, of right. showing your Christianity. Yeah, right? we get we get um, a lot of comments on that every year. People drove by and say thanks for putting that out yeah. there, you know. And, and it's a really nice one. A, a customer of yours and a good friend, Dave Cook, built that for us. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. done right. God bless his soul. Yeah, God bless Dave. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, passed away from cancer a couple years ago. Great guy. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I have to comment. I can't let you not get away with the abortion comment because I can't believe we murder babies. Right. I mean, I can't believe a baby that's meant to be born is murdered and we hide behind choice or words or politics. I can't believe... I could, I could, I'll never understand why COVID became a political issue, left and right. We were fighting a disease or a virus, and I can't believe abortion is a, a political stance. It's not political. We're just literally killing babies. I don't, I don't, I mean, I ever have I had the conversation, I'm like, I'll have the conversation and debate with you, as long as every time that you say the word abortion, you just say killing babies. Right, right. Because, I mean, exactly abort right. means you're aborting and again, every time you say fetus, it's a baby. Like I don't. Words are powerful. And it's really heated up here in the last month. Oh yeah, it's very interesting. It's Social very, media, very interesting. Facebook, right? Everything. Well, the role versus the Wade controversy. Wade. So, yeah, it'll be. It's it's an interesting world we live in. To the point of, uh, sadly, you get calls to put up a nativity scene yeah. because businesses are supposed to be so politically and religiously neutral. So I want to thank you guys yeah. for for standing up for that. We, uh, I think that's. I think we we need to see more of that. If you're listening as a business owner. Don't be afraid of that. I, right. I, I don't think it's hurt your business at all. It certainly hasn't hurt mine. Uh, and again, so. if it has, life's not all about money. Right. We, um, 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 we've got a foundation uh, that we're, um, uh, we try and do a lot of that locally with the foundation money. But, um, you know, we support a lot of different uh, charities. One that uh, uh, we, we put a Ukraine flag up and when the war started. At each one of our stores, uh, we put a Ukraine flag along with our American flag and Wisconsin flag. And um, uh, once we did that, it just felt like you know what? We're really not doing much for those people by flying their flag, right? I mean, yeah, what, it's what, a lot of talk what, but not much action. Yeah. Right. So um, we just put out a challenge to our team: uh, if they wanted to contribute, um, we were going to uh, make a donation, and then then um, I told them I would match it. Uh, and uh, but we said we got to do it kind of quick because they they need the help. So we, we took a week and let everybody um, contribute, and uh, we designated um, Catholic Social Services not because I'm Catholic, but if you look them up, well, it probably didn't hurt. Probably didn't hurt. But <laughs> but if you look them up, ninety percent <laughs> of their uh, of the money they receive goes to the cause. And they were already in Poland. Okay. Catholic Social Services already in Poland, ready to take these refugees. This is before the refugees really started. Okay. So we thought that's the best conduit mm -hmm. to, to get it there. 
but uh, I was pretty proud of that. We ended up, um, you know, obviously, you know, company matched it but our total check that we sent was about 12 grand yeah oh, congratulations and we did that in a week you know right. but but here's what's interesting um, we all know trucking's a problem right you guys have it everybody's got it and you've got different nationalities driving these trucks a lot of a lot of different people but we had a load of uh, vehicles come in last week and the truck driver was uh, uh, from uh, Ukraine Wow and uh, broken English and he stopped wanted to he walked in the showroom and thanked us for having the the flag flying yeah that's i great. thought that was pretty cool very cool so it it uh it's interesting but i think some of those refugees are probably working already because there's work you know yeah absolutely yeah. i might not absolutely. have been a truck driver in ukraine but yeah you, you know but yeah those jobs are all, all all out there i agree i agree hey we have to put up the website at least give me some plug you good at that now marcus i think so we were really blowing that up. Oh, you have famous 55s. Wait, we got to do that. You guys are sports guys. Take that down so they go. They don't know. We always do this on our, a lot of times we do this on a podcast. 55th episode, name famous 55 sports guys. Oh, with the Jersey 55? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Packers? 55 Packers? 55. Zadarius Smith? Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, recently. You're a Packer fan. 55s. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a really popular yeah, number. Yeah, I can't think of a 55. What do we got here? Junior Kem- Sale? Junior Sale, sure. The yeah, Kembe maybe. Lupombo? Yeah, yeah. Love the Kembe. Uh, that's Derek, Derek Brooks. Derek yeah. Brooks, yeah. That Jason Williams? Jason Williams. That probably was like for six months. I don't think he was a five. Favre randomly? That's right. cool. I don't know what 50. Yeah, not many 55s. So, again, back, we'd say that once in a while. If you're a young kid watching, pick 55. Put your name to it. That's right. It's not a lot of popular Never ones. Yeah, you never know. Be the 55 guy. Double double nickel, you'd think that'd be a more popular you, number. You'd think so. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right, well, we're moving on. All right, so a little bit on, uh, oh, you know what I want to hit on a little bit that I wanted to hit on? A little, we'll go a little less deep and we'll go a little more business. Servana is the, the, the car company, right? Right. Right, so they're doing horrible, right. thankfully for you guys. You, uh, you mentioned that people, people buy from people. However, there's a trend in the industry that I can go online, do all my shopping, do all my forms. Finance put, the car. Yeah, finance the car. They throw a package of gummy worms in there, and I get my car in my front yard the next, uh, you know, next Tuesday. So do you, I cut two things. Do you think it's trending that way? Do you think we're going to, you know, in our lifetime or in the next 10 years, that's going to be normal? Um, obviously, online sales for you guys probably beyond your wildest imagination already or how you buy and sell. So what do you think is coming next? What are you preparing for as holiday or the industry? I don't think Savannah is going to make it, but sometimes these companies, we had Katera in our company, which is an offsite construction company. Silicon Valley was going to be the Amazon of houses and figure this out. Dumped five to seven billion dollars into this company. Went out in three years. But what they did is they forced all the manufacturers and industry with their money to say, hey, build this for me, build this for me, build this. Yeah. Well, it's intelligence. Right, right. right. Somebody's doing the research and develop for a little guy like me, which was great. So Savannah didn't make it, but maybe there's something there. A lot of times these first, you know, Henry Ford wasn't the first car guy. Right, right. It took years and years and years, and then he's like, boom, this is going to pop. Right. A lot of people failed before him. Right, correct. So where do you guys think this is, where do you think we are at? Like, what is your, Marcus, I'll have you guess first. What do you think is their online I don't know, is it online sales? Can you buy some yeah, online? Yeah, sure, yeah. So what do you think is the percentage of sales online as a consumer? You. Online? I would say 65%. All right. 
And and but what do you mean by that? Like they close online, or they just inquire online, or I guess online? The inquiry would start at least online. They might right. might purchase online, but that would at least start there. I bet it's starting online. If you say that's where I search and I find my vehicle, and then I show up the showroom educated and ready to go, I'm going to say ninety percent. Besides boomers. Sure. And bingo, yeah. So go ahead. I'll take this one. So. It is about 90%, that's the latest data. So about 90% of people, this is a nationwide stat, they start their shopping online. And we're no different, we see a lot of that. Um, as far as Carvana, they are... Um, I guess explain to them their business model, because if somebody, if I drop that name and they have no idea, what is their... So Carvana is a national-based retailer and uh, it's an internet retailer, so you buy the car, you do everything online, you finance the car, everything is done without people. There's no dealership. <clears throat> no dealership. It's a virtual world, right? They ship you the car right to your house. Um, and they're located out of where? They're out of Arizona, but they have uh, locations. Scottsdale, Arizona. Right. Oh, Phoenix. It, but they have locations throughout the throughout. And the they've US. only been around for 10 years, 5 years? 5 yeah, or 6 probably years. Probably 5, 6 so years. So very, very quick startup, publicly traded, we're going to take over the world. They had a, lo a lot of success early, and then lately their stock price is just tanking. I mean, it looks like they're it, not going to make it, well. in my opinion. Um, their model was, um, uh, I guess you could say anti-dealer, you know, um, and they That's took fair. a lot of shots at dealers. Um, but... Um, it, it surprised me how many people bought the stock. You know, they lost money. They had one one profitable quarter in five or six years. One profitable quarter. Tesla. I mean, a lot yeah, of these companies yeah. don't make money. Right. They just but they popular. but these guys were losing a lot of money. The two founders, it was a father and son. Um, they have now each pocketed a couple of billion dollars out of the deal. Uh, oh, the they thing, were siphoning off as they were. Yeah, went. and oh. the thing's still making money. Are still losing Not, money, yeah, rather. That sounds fun. I want to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I, I don't understand how you know, people were buying the idea, buying the concept that you could do this all right, online, right. and so they would buy the stock, right? And even though it's it, for for somebody that's been in business as long as I have, I, I can't believe somebody would um, put their hard-earned money into my company if I was losing money. But but they do it. I mean, it happens with all the, these startups. The promise of a future, but, right? Um, they just uh, they had a, a big hiccup about a month ago, and uh, where they they got called out for their losses. But now today they just announced they uh, they laid off a big chunk of their sales force of their work of their total company force. So they they could be winding down, but um, the they were losing. Um, they were selling the cars for about the same amount we sell them for, but they would truck them to your house, no charge. They were they would, if you needed a car and uh, it wasn't in this region, they would send the car from California to Chicago and Chicago to Fond du Lac. So long term for the same money we're selling you the car for. So long term, long time they wanted to have local distribution. Long term, that was their plan, but I don't think it's going to. But work so right. any, anyway, my cool. my whole Sorry. point is all that logistics was costing them a lot of money. To the point where they were losing about eight or nine hundred bucks a car. So if you're 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 losing eight or nine hundred bucks a car and making it up on volume, right? Um, We've been doing that in lumber for thirty years. Yeah. So go go ahead, Phil. Yeah. So I, I actually did a test run on this. I bought a car from Carvana just as with Carvana. No, I think it's said Carvana. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. So I had no intentions of keeping the car. It was just a kind of a test run for holiday to see how it worked. And uh, so I bought a Chevy Cruze. This is probably about three four years ago now. Chevy Cruze bought the car in 10 minutes, financed it. You know, I want to see how that process So it was used or new? This was a used car. So they, they, they only, only sell used. used. Well, they only sell used, okay. Um, everything went well until the car came to my house. 
it had the wheel was all banged up so they gave me credit for the wheel I disputed that and then here's the worst part there's a smoke smell a bad smoke smell you can't get smoke out um, so they gave me a credit for that and then I immediately I sold the car right away at holiday but um, we broke even on it but it, it um, uh, part part dad's like dad's like we broke even on it we did fine we're fine we're yeah fine. we did good for you it's, it's not a big deal part of the uh, <laughs> part of the uh, problem is um, it's still nice to be able to stick your head in the car you know you you, you don't know if it's going to smell like an ashtray you know when you buy it but that that can happen with somebody buying something from online from us yeah. as well the, the odd thing with us we found we deliver in Wisconsin for free if somebody buys something online from us out of the state, we charge for the transportation. Can I finance it? Can I do all my paperwork online and everything? Yeah, absolutely. And but the odd thing is, and maybe it's conservative Wisconsinites, but um, uh, oftentimes we've got rollback trucks that we take the take the car to their house for free, and um, and yet they'll do the whole thing online. They'll finance it. They'll sign all the papers, everything, and then there might be from Escanaba. You know what? We'll drive down and get it, even though we're willing to. Yeah, truck yeah. it to them, but that that's okay. We're fine with that. Um, the other thing we do, we um, uh, if somebody's from out of state, and this happens every week, um, we'll go to the Milwaukee airport. They'll fly to Milwaukee. Uh, we'll pick them up and bring them over to, and they'll drive their car home. They think, think they think, think nothing that, of that. Is that supply and demand right now, or do you think that's you know, going to be long term? Not really. It's it's odd, but people go online and they think they're finding that perfect car, the perfect car for them. This is mostly pre-owned. Yeah, right. They found that perfect car. They probably drove by on the way to us five or six cars like that. You know what I mean? Closer. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just a mindset. I bought it online. I bought the perfect car. That type of thing. It 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 it, it for some people it just works. But it, it's a big part of our business. I mean, we, we have a lot more finger shopping today than foot shopping. You know, we have more people. And the foot shoppers already know what they want. They're just there because they yeah. And they and they've been well, on that always. But I mean, you still have that ten percent. Yeah, yeah. But, but even the even the oldest demographic we got has been online. They, I, they just have. I think. Well, my parents are about seventy. Hi, mom and dad. They don't watch, but you know, hi. Um, you know, but I think retired people are on social media and the internet way more than you think because yeah. they have the free time got, to do it yeah. and maybe health concerns a little yeah. bit or limiting them other choices. Yeah. They're sick of talking to their husband all day, so I end up, you know, being yeah, on Facebook. It's, it's, it's more work, powerful than you think. It's work good for these busy young families and whatnot, yeah. where they can do it, do most of it that way. Um, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna replace dealers down the road, but we're certainly doing more and more of it. And uh, you know, we have a big used car presence. We we're the largest used car retailer in the state, so our inventory is such that we have a lot of selection. So people hit us on the internet, but it, it's mostly. The stuff coming from out of the, out of state for us is mostly pre-owned. Uh, new car, they can get that same new car at their local Chevy dealer, right? right? For for the same price. I mean, right. That's, that's just the way it is. But uh, the negotiating days are pretty much over, right? That's all been yeah, out. yeah, pretty much. You know, the, we put our lowest price on the internet. You have to, or right. you're not going to get any hits. If you've got a a cream puff, uh, Joel Fleischman traded this in. It's a beauty. It's in the wrapper. It's a really almost brand new. Let's try and get a little more for it. Can't. It's gonna get blood out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just you don't get any hits if you try and price it five hundred dollars higher than the market, the phone doesn't ring. People can see the market because they can do that in five minutes on their phone. Yeah. So if you if you're if you're stretching a little bit to get a little bit more, uh, the phone doesn't ring. So you've got to be on the money. Where does yeah. your where does your marketing dollar? I'll ask you. Where does your marketing dollars for online go to right now? Like where are you seeing the 
clicks coming from online? Are you spending it on Facebook? Are you sending it on Google? We spend Where's money, the money go? We spend quite a bit of money on Facebook. We're on, uh, but more so on like Auto Trader, Car Gurus. Right, so you're, uh, you're giving, so, so for people that don't work, don't know that, right? So you go to right. cars.com, it's not a free listing for you. Like, how, like so how do they make money? Explain or, that kind of business. Yeah, like, right, you know, so cars.com, so AutoTrader, all those big uh, retailers like that online, you pay them a fee and then they have different packages. No different it, than Amazon, I guess right. would be a good example, right? Like Amazon doesn't own any products, they just get a fee. Right. So we always tease, you we, know. That's where we should invent it. Right. Then we wouldn't be sitting here. So these companies <laughs> go into all the different dealerships, Holiday and then right. all the competitors around this area throughout the US and they pitch you on their plan. So if you want to list 200 cars this month, here's your price. And now there's a super duper plan where you can get more cars, spotlit, there's all sorts of packages that you can do. You, you buy up on the list. You buy so if you want your cars to show up first, you're going to pay a premium for that. Right. And you know, people's attention span is short. So if there's, it's, it's, it's a, I just read this. In the last 20 years, it's changed so much the attention span from social media and the internet and yeah. horrible. It's currently as long as a goldfish. It's about seven seconds, same yeah. as a goldfish. Oh, bad. That's unbelievable and horrible. It, it, horrible. You almost have to um, be on the first page. Oh yeah, and and in I, order, I never go to Google and go to the second page. That's not and, like a thing. And in, and in order to get never. your cars on that page, yeah, they they charge you a lot, and we right. and we spend a lot to, to get there. I yeah, mean, you, you top three. Yeah, yeah. Consum I was going to say this before about five minutes ago, but consumers are only going to one point two dealerships before they buy, and ten years ago it was about five dealerships. So people used to go to five stores before they would buy. Yeah, all now, day Saturday, right? Like right. I'm just gonna, maybe I'll be back, maybe I won't. Now it's 1.2 stores, so. I used to love the guests that came in about quarter to five on a Saturday. It's your last one. And they were all over and they were ready. They were just ready to buy a car. And they're beat down. They're just, and they're ready to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are we done here? Are we done here, right? And, yeah, I don't see them at 9 a.m. or 10 whenever you're right, open, right? right. Yeah, I, be I believe that, that's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting industry because most industries have went away from you literally, I've, we've said this before on podcast, in our industry, but most industries, you used to go to Sears to buy the Craftsman tool. Right. So the product was the brand. Right. Currently, the company's the brand. You normally come to Drexel and you trust their cabinetry line, right? So you go to Target and you trust what they have there. Like uh, that's very fundamentally changed from 30 years ago or 25 years ago when I got in the industry. You came to Drexel for Anderson Windows. You came to Campbell's for Building Supply Drexel for Trex Decking because we knew we were a dealer of it. Now, primarily, consumers do not care what brand we have. They're buying from our brand. But yet, you're one of the last legacy, I believe, industries that's not really that way. Yes, do you have holiday name recognition? And, and just right. like myself and probably a lot of loyal customers, keep coming back to holiday. And, and right. I buy from holiday. But I do think people still buy the Ford yeah. Chevy still has a name brand recognition, but I would think that might switch at some point. There, there, I don't know. It's there, interesting. There's plenty of brand loyalty still, but um, but only in your uh, industry, not in a lot yeah, of industries. I mean, in some industries, but not a lot. But what we've got to do, the guy that definitely is a Ford guy, he's got the blue oval tattooed yeah, yeah, on his arm. Yeah. We got to get his business though. He, he, right. He's got a lot of Ford dealers he could go to. So that's where you got to do the. You got to do all the little things brilliantly. Mm -hmm. And if you do all the little things brilliantly, you're going to get the get the business and part of that is um, uh, uh, treating them different you know it, it's it's you want customers to be walking around and saying wow you know that's kind of cool or they, they you you want to make an impression 
that you're different from the last place they were at. You're doing things a little different, and that and that's by showing attention to them and doing doing things that. Well, let's are let's get to that. We got a yeah a little bit offline. I got a little bit off track myself on the online thing, um, which was I think was a good conversation. But let's get a little bit because you guys are so good at that. What's your secret sauce? Right, we're gonna lay it on the line right now. What has made you holiday? What has gotten you where you got? Where is it gonna go? If you gotta say these are the core things, or if you're talking to the next. Somebody out there that wants to be the next person, like you guys, what did it take? What are the core? I, I would I would say you got to you know you got to treat people like. As I started to kick this off, you, people buy from people. So when people come in, every single relationship matters, and every customer matters so much. Um, if they come in with little kids, you get them popcorn, you get them a sucker, get them a balloon. Um, but you have to build a relationship, and that's built on trust. But it's it's uh, I got to interrupt. Tip for any salesman out there: parents with young kids, fix the kids first. Now you have mom and dad's attention. Right. If you let them be a distraction, they can't focus right. on you. There'll be no deal. There'll be no sale. It's going to be really awkward and clunky. Fix the kids first. Either that's a showroom. Again, we used to have showrooms where now they have tablets. Right. But get them happy first. Now mama's relaxed. Everybody's relaxed. Keep yeah. going. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, it's really great tip. It's no secret. I mean, we don't have any real secrets. We hire great people. Um, if they don't fit into our system, into our culture, they don't stick around. Uh, but so you get a hire right, and then as each customer comes into the into the stores, treat them fair. It's a great price, um, and then you know you have to you have to know your stuff. You have to know your product. Nobody has any time right now. If, if salespeople do not know their information. Customers not buying from you. The customer knows more themselves because yeah. they've researched it all. I think the um, I'm go back to that. Keep going. Yeah. One thing that's been our uh, key for us is you know we talk about being worth the trip. You know we're on uh, the you know we're we do a lot of volume for Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, but part of that is we're an hour from Green Bay, an hour from Milwaukee, an hour from Madison. So we're hitting those TV markets and we're on there telling people um, you know Holiday Automotive it's worth the trip. We keep telling our people. If they get here and it's not worth the trip, we've got a huge disappointment. So we've got to every day make it worth the trip. So what does that mean? It means exceptional care. You got to take care of them. Because if you're going to tell them, uh, if you're going to tell them you're worth the trip, and they're going to drive here from Madison, and then you're just like everybody else, you know what they're going to do? They're going to throw the bullshit flag fast, right? And then, then you've lost them. So you know, you have to live by your, you know, our, our, our. We, we put a lot of emphasis on worth the trip. We, we talk about it on every communication. We talk about it at Christmas time when we give them their Christmas bonus. Thanks for making holiday worth the trip. But it's a culture thing that we really put some, uh, some focus. It's who on. you are? Yeah, it's who we are. And and and, um, it's all the little things. We keep our facilities clean. We. We do just a lot of a lot of little things that are, are important. It, it's easy sometimes when you're working in an environment to miss some of that stuff, but and and everybody uh, we reward that and not not necessarily monetarily, but you know we give a lot of pats on the back when we see somebody do something above and beyond. That was my next question. So we talked about product knowledge, training, exceptional service um, requirements, standards, culture. Uh, branding that repeatable, like it's got to be to the point of exhaustion before somebody gets it. How do you train that? 
how do you train new product knowledge? How do you train great care? What is your, what, how do you guys do that? Yeah, so uh, as far as product knowledge goes, that comes with time, but we do, we have professional trainers that come in from the manufacturers. But beyond that, the managers, the people that have been there for a while, the, you know, the veteran salespeople, they all help out with the training. Um, but we do all sorts of things. We do walk-arounds on the product uh, in front of the peers. Everybody gets to, if it's your time to get up there for 10 minutes and explain this new car, it's go time. Do you have it scheduled, or is it more Saturday it, afternoon? It, it, Everybody it's, get up and it's, it's scheduled so that scheduled they can prepare. Right. Scheduled, and then once in a while we have random ones where, hey, let's see what you know on this car. Great. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to learn your product, number one. And then your second question was what? How do you train people to take care of people? How do you train people to make it worth the trip? Is it, you know, there's two paths to that, right? Just find great people and they'll take care of themselves. But how do you remind them of that? How do you reward on that? How do you encourage that? How do you make that into your culture? Which I, obviously it has been. I think they watch their leaders, right? And we have so many leaders at Holiday. You know, we've grown to, we're about 340 uh, employees right Congratulations. now. Congratulations, that's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. I know your company is bigger, that. bigger than that. Yeah, well, bigger, is it, bigger, bigger isn't better, better yeah. is better. But they watch the managers, right? They watch their bosses. And, um, you know, we've all been there a long time and know how to do it, and we coach in the moment. I'm a big believer in that. You know, you can bring everybody into a room and just preach at them. It doesn't always work. you got to coach in the moment, positive reinforcement. Um, try not to be too negative. We try and, hey, great job. Here's where you did it right. People want to know, especially millennials, where did they do it right? They, catch them doing it right. Catch them doing They've it right. you got to do that. So, so we had mentioned just before we started, got it a little bit on millennials is um, what it takes. What it takes to be great, I think that was kind of your. Yeah. What does it take to be great? What does that grind look like? How does that? How should that look like? You know, I think millennials have gotten a bum rap from some of the baby boomers like me, because they weren't willing to come in and and work six days a week and three nights a week and and all of that. Um, but they bring a lot. They bring a lot of technology, a lot of, they, they get things done quick. They're smart, smarter than we were. They, they are smarter than we were. Um, I think the, uh, the biggest thing that uh, young people have to realize, as I, I said it earlier, um, they've got to be somewhat satisfied with the job they signed up for and do that to the very best of their ability and, like I said, just crush it and get recognized by management. I think that... Um, I have a real pet peeve with working from home, and I know that some people think I'm, I'm old school, but um, I think it's a, it's a disservice to young people to have them working from home because uh, they're not going to be necessarily in a meeting or somewhere with, with, um, with leaders where they're going to say that one thing or that one, hey, that kid's pretty sharp, what's his name, you know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I, I think the whole work at home is going to blow up. I do I, think I do we too. have a few jobs in our position. In our company, that, that people do. We for do some too. people, it's we the do, right fit. Too. But as a standard culture base, you're missing all those. If I was things. a young person, coaching. How can you coach in person? How yeah. can you coach in real time? Yeah. If I was a young person, I'd want to be around the leaders. Yeah. I want to, so that I get recognized. But this idea and that learn this, I and learn. But this idea that you're going to move up so quickly and climb the ladder, you'll climb the ladder, but you got to prove that you can do that job, and then you'll get the next job, and then you crush that, and then you'll get the next job. That that's that's reality. You're not going to just climb the ladder the, the, in the first two weeks you're there. And, 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 and that's a false perception. And I don't know if colleges are teaching that or where they're getting that idea, but it, it's not reality. I think it's youth sports. 
Mom be. complains, you're a starter. You're <laughs> yeah. going to get a participation trophy. Right. Right. I do think it starts a little bit with that, but I, I always say the very similar. Uh, you know, I tell the story about, about, about apple trees. If you buy an apple tree and plant it, and the first year you fertilize the crap out of it, you're going to get a ton of apples. You're going to get a bunch of fruit. What's going to happen the next year? It's going to die because it forgot to grow the roots. Yeah. So if you're chasing the fruits of career choice, money, yeah. ego, and you're not actually learning the industry and actually grinding it out and growing the roots, your fruits are all fake and you're going to be out of the industry or, or not very good. Grow the roots. The fruits are just going to come. If that apple tree is growing deep, deep roots for years and years and years, it's going to have amazing fruit. But too many people these days, and I think that's a little social media, materialistic culture, whatever you want to call it, are always chasing the fruit. And that tree, you know, that, that tree's fine in a, in, a, in a good storm when the government's giving you money, your family doesn't have health issues, your company's stable. But when that wind comes, what does that happen to that tree yeah. with no roots? Oh, yeah. With a lot of fruit on it. It's gone. It's over. I think yeah. that goes back to Christianity and spirituality and culture and grind and a lot of those traits. And um, I just think you got to always grow your roots and don't chase your fruits because roots are just going to come. Right. So having said that, we're already at that point where we were talking about your big billboards. So for those for your first podcast, I always ask the question, still that from Tim Ferriss, you have a big giant billboard. What's it say on it and why? I'm kind of excited for these guys to answer because they're like marketing dudes cultural dudes, spiritual dudes, right? Like these guys got a lot going on. They can put a lot in the billboard. They've probably done a lot of billboards. Like how many billboards you got going right now, you think? Yeah. We've probably got a dozen. Oh, we got 640. Yeah, 641. I don't think I've ever had a billboard guy on. So yeah. what's, but what's your billboard? Are we looking for a billboard? And I might have asked you this before. Just any billboard, right? Yeah, Does yeah. Company or no, no, it usually isn't. But again, if you're a company guy and you want to do the worth the trip then you do you but it's your okay, it I'll, go your first. I'll go billboard. first on this so if i had a billboard i think i'd have uh i'd have a picture of my family right um i think i'd have a real nice photo of my family and uh i don't know exactly what it would say but um like if you're gonna do a billboard we always talk at work what, what's important to us right and so at work it's these cars and the new bronco and you know all this stuff but if it my own billboard Mine would be geared somewhere towards family, and I'd probably have a picture of my just my immediate family. And um, I'm not sure exactly what I have on it for words, but like a recognition or a, yeah. a love or thank you. Yeah, I think that's powerful. Just a picture of your family, right? Like that just says a lot to the world. Yeah, like this is what it means to me, right? You're you're broadcasting what what's in your heart. So right. I, I think that's good. That's good. Um, I would I would probably. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer in um, uh, picking friends wisely. Uh, I would probably say something like, uh, uh, pick your friends wisely. Friends can either uh, inspire you or drain you. Yeah. Uh, Birds of a feather flock together. You know, but it's, it's just, um, uh, we've all had draining friends, right? Or, or negative friends. I call them energy vampires. They just suck the yeah, energy but out of you. But you, you want to get away from them. You really do. And especially, it's true with life, but it's true with um, uh, sales in particular. Um, you, you deal with a, you're, you're dealing with rejection as a salesperson, right? You, you deal with that. You're getting enough of that. So when you're away from work, have positive friends, you know, and positive friends are more successful typically. I'm still 
I'm 70 years old and I'm still waiting to meet my first successful negative person. I love it. That's I've never, good. I've never met that person. Have you ever met a negative person success, successful, hugely successful? That's how we define success, but yeah. I would agree generally, right, in yeah. any walk of life, yeah. there's a sense of yeah. optimism that leads to positivity, which leads to good outcomes. For sure. Yeah, and it's, it, the, the, whether it's raising a family or your relationship with your spouse, whatever, you got to kind of keep it positive. You know, there's so much stuff out there that's negative. Um, stay away from it. Just kind of get away from it. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of quotes on there or, or studies, right, that the five people you hang around, you will be like. Yeah. You, your, four, your five best friends are heavy drinkers, yeah. you're going to be a heavy drinker. Yeah, right. Your five best friends are golfers, you're going to be right. a golfer. And negativity and positivity would absolutely, absolutely be the same way. Is there, any, is there anything you guys would like to uh, get across in this yet? we got a couple more minutes yet. Your billboards were great. Um, this isn't my quote. It might have been Nick Saban or somebody I read one time, but... Um, uh, one thing that I've always thought about was uh, you, you never want to strive to be average. Average can be quickly replaced. So whether whether uh, you're an average father or an average husband or an average wife, uh, an average car salesman, an average uh, uh, architect, uh, lumber salesperson, average can be replaced. So why would you want to strive to be average? You, you want to be better than average at all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of people are content to be an average. Well, and I, and I think I think God made everyone, with, if I can build on that, in my opinion, if you can, God made everyone with a passion and an energy for something. He made everybody right. different. Like right. I said, I don't I don't care. I bought a car from you. You know I don't care about cars. I don't, I don't, I'm like, yeah, it looks good to me, right? But everyone was built for something. And that's why, that's why we have, that's why God did an amazing job, right? So, not only find, I think if you find your passion, you will naturally not want to be average at it. Right, right. And you're naturally going to strive for something. So if you're stuck at an average life and you're content, we, we challenge you to be more. And I don't think God made anyone to be average. Right. You know, now, now did God make somebody to be an average athlete? Sure. You, you weren't gift, given those gifts or an average at math or, or not a salesperson. But find something you're good at because God did made you to excel in something. Right. Keep chasing that. Keep pursuing that. When you find it, do it with all the energy in the world. I think that makes God happy. And I think ultimately that's the peace a lot of people are searching for. I think the people's minds are restless and they feel unwanted because they aren't pursuing their their passions. They aren't striving for greatness. And again, I think you referenced that. That can be in a very small way. I'm the world's best griller on this freaking Traeger. I can make a medium rare steak yeah. bounce, right? Like, that's okay. Like, if you geek out for that, go for it, man. Right. Make that medium <laughs> steak, right? Yeah. It is, right? Like, I don't blame you. Go, right? right. That's great. Well, is thanks that for your coming. thing, the steak on the Traeger? No, I wish. No. no, no. I can actually make a decent steak now. Yeah. So first 10 years of marriage, and I talk fast, and I've always, I've been, I've calmed down a lot from my 20s, 30s, right. even early 40s. So when I got married, I just put everything on high. And cooked and too much. <laughs> I just do. Burned the hell out I of it. Too. The middle would be raw. I give my wife the chicken. She's like, that's raw in the middle. I'm like, I don't know. It looks done to me. I haven't eaten before she even started it, you know. Yeah, brats. I'm like, 45 minutes for brats. If I just turn it on, it'd be 12 minutes. Yeah. But I had to learn to calm down. Oh, yeah. You know what? If anybody's like not a meat guy, I don't know if you guys are. A temp the, the the game changer for me is when I got a temperature thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I can actually not guess if the chicken's done. Actually, when Web it says one sixty, it's Weber's great. got an app 
that tells you how long to cook everything. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool, too. That works, too. A little alarm yeah. goes off. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that, that kind of thing, where it, when it's actually done, get it off the grill. Sure. I've come a long ways. Yeah. So, yeah, I like grilling, but I'm not, like, I got a flat top. You guys got a flat top? Yeah, what's that? That, them, uh, you know, like, you go to the back of a oh, diner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, Blackstone? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I can do my little ninja kit on there. Yeah. I, can, I do breakfast for the kids, you know. Think of it. I like to do breakfast and not a lot. That's just an electric thing or gas? No, it's gas. Yeah. So you're outside, you're grilling out, but yeah. it's a flat top, right? It's like yeah. that diner. Yeah. So you got that yeah. 24 by 36 flat, and the heat comes up from the gas. Yeah. So, like, I'll do breakfast for the kids once in a while. Like Maybe that's Fuji Yummy or where they're yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll, but I'll do, I'll do burgers on it. It's like when you think of it like you go to yeah. a burger. Like, that's a great burger. It's like a Gilly's burger, right? Yeah. And then, and then I do breakfast. You think about it, I, you got that bacon smoke going. It's 8 in the morning on a Sunday or whatever, and you got the eggs going. I'll take the eggs out there and the bacon and the sausage and get that all going, bring it all in. Get it all going. Shut that down, and it's pretty clean for Mama and everybody. And, you know, Dad didn't make a huge mess again in the breakfast area. So that's good I, stuff. I just, um, you know, want to comment on you guys. First of all, we're, we're honored to be here. We realize that well, thank you. Joel asked us. It's, uh, we were both kind of blown away. But... Um, Nobody watches. Um, the, you shouldn't be that the, blown away. That's okay. But the foot, the Jeez. footprint that you guys created with your market is unbelievable, um, and quickly. I mean, you, you guys are everywhere, and um, and you, you you don't that doesn't happen by accident. You know, you're you're probably not the cheapest out there. You're you know, but you're doing something, and and I hear good things. I hear things like one thing about Drexel. Uh, if you got to take something back, you got they'll take it back. They'll come and pick it up. You know, if you uh, ordered too much or all those little things. I was, uh, my daughter built a house um, a couple of years ago, and I was over there at noon hour one day, and the hot dog truck pulled up, yeah. ser serving hot dogs from Drexel. Yeah. Well, and then then I watched the guy, he went across the street where they were building another house and stopped there. Um, that's all cool, you know, I mean, people appreciate being appreciated. Yeah, it just takes, you just got to go a little uh, bit further. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think, and you guys, it sounds like you do that wonderfully too. I always said, a cust all you have to do is beat a customer's expectation. Yeah. So whatever they expect, you just have to exceed it by that much. Right. You know, I even and but don't confuse their expectations. So I used a uh, restaurant quote for that is a when I go to Red Robin, right? You've been to Red Robin, yeah. those huge burgers. Like if I went to Red Robin and I thought I was getting a McDonald's burger, I'd walk out. I'd be like fifteen dollars for a burger. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. But if I went to McDonald's and wanted to get a Red Robin, I'd be pissed off to all hell too. Yeah, you gave it to me in 12 seconds. Yeah. And it was really cheap, but this thing sucks. Yeah. But long as you hit my expectations and maybe a little above, like Red Robin with yeah. unlimited fries, or maybe the lady at McDonald's actually smiles at me, you yeah. beat my expectation. Right. Like McDonald's right. doesn't have that hard right. a job. I just got to have it hot, fresh, and quick. Right. Exactly. If I do that, I'm like, yeah, it's a good burger. Right. Yeah. My, gut, my, my hangover is over. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it's just going a little bit above and beyond every single day. And, 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 you know, in our industry, unfortunately, in a lot of industries, I call it GSD, just give a shit, right? Yeah. Get shit done, which is GSD, but or just this bluntly give a shit. Yeah. Just care a little bit is what people really want. So, well, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Wonderful thank stuff you, you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. Thanks.